going. Ooh, three, two, one. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of the KaiaCast with me, Gina, Kyra, and our special guest for today, Zara. We've actually had Zara on the podcast before. This is a, a part two because it was just too good to, to leave it at that. We often say we'll do a part two with other people. Not that we won't, but we got you back we because we have some things to talk about people. So tell me, since we sat down here, what have you been up to? A lot. <laughs> a shit ton. Yeah. Um, Great. yeah, it's been exciting. It's been incredible. Um, first major highlight is working with you guys at uh, Kaya Cafe, which has been absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, so been working on a lot of jeans, um, quite a few little accessories and chainwear pieces, little harnesses and earrings that I'm wearing today um, that are available obviously at your lovely cafe. Um, so that was my first major kind of like feat, I guess, <laughs> in between this time. Um, and then, yeah, I have actually been doing some sewing lessons. I've re-picked that back up. I realized my skills were a bit rusty. So, um, just want to touch up here and there. I've been creating some incredible new pieces, um, some bikinis lined up for the girls for summer, and some menswear shirts, which I'm super excited to share, like some reconstructed mm. that cool. kind of stuff. Okay. Um, lots of safety pins. It's gonna be yeah. Nice. Epic. Safety yeah. pins are like incredible. Just shout out. I have a top that I close with it, and I was wearing it one day. And like everyone's like, you're putting a lot of faith in that safety pin, but literally nothing will happen. Like it just works perfectly. The same day my pants split and I was like, you want to question the integrity of the safety pin? Let's talk about these <laughs> pants because like, she knew by the way, yeah. Kara was there, didn't <laughs> tell me my pants split thing, during a meeting. Kai the thing is. <laughs> I was just waiting for the appropriate moment to discuss it and bring it up. <laughs> True, like with like a, yeah, someone we're gonna be working with. Yeah. And then I saw her later that night. I was like, did you know? And she was like, yeah, but like I thought you knew because you were just so chill. I was like, I'm so chill because I'm not alone. <laughs> she knew. She knew. Uh, anyway, so fuck everybody basically. Fuck everybody in the room. I don't need you to know that I'm fucking. Literally, it wasn't just friends. you. <laughs> Shocked, like my whole ass was out. And for everyone that doesn't know about the Kaya Cafe, I'm not going to get into it now. Um, it is like a separate business, it's just down the road, 35 Nope Street, and we have an amazing selection of artists, um, local artists and vendors. And Zara's brand, Genderless Strip, is one of those amazing vendors. And we actually have an event coming up. Do. This no next Thursday next, next Saturday next Saturday next Saturday the 26th of November next Saturday the 26th of November we're gonna put it in text here um yeah let's get into that so freaking excited about that me you too absolutely no idea <laughs> um yeah so we're gonna have an interactive art show um which is gonna be incredible I'm so looking forward to it um some really incredible vibes, really nice lighting. I'm gonna be doing some live painting on a piece. 
um, which I'm really excited about. There'll be a piece for everyone to come and contribute to, to make the evening a bit more special. Um, obviously, incredible drinks, um, incredible toasties. <laughs> um, we're going to be doing some pop-up um, bedazzle, bedazzle, bedazzlings. 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 Let's call them bedazzlings. Yeah, pop up bedazzlings. I'll have a few flash designs, which I'm so excited to share. Um, and we'll have a little station where anyone can come and get their own piece kind of like done um, with whatever little flash they want, which is so, so, so exciting. Um, and a beautiful little um, videography piece of art, if I could call it that, that will be projected. It's going to um, be a whole thing. It's going to be a whole so interactive, beautiful. immersive, yeah. beautiful vibe. Yes, I love yeah. the word immersive that captures it. So yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel that too. Yeah, yeah, it's just going to be incredible. I'm just mm. so looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, I'm just very keen to be in that space, show everyone my art, engage everyone, um, have a beautiful time, obviously get a bit lit. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously. Enjoy the time, you know. Yes. That's how you, it's just another level of immersion, exactly. you know. <laughs> yeah, and there's going to be incredible vibes when it comes to music. I'm going to curate that playlist. Amazing. Um, which I'm so looking forward to. Yeah, so, and that's going to go along with the whatever's going to be projected on the screen, obviously. Yes. So that will add to kind of the vibe and I just, yeah, I can't wait for everyone to come and experience and watch. Me too. Um, and get involved. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all about coming and like getting involved with the art too, not just mm. watching. Um, I mean, it's always lovely to watch and if that's what you want to do, mm. then absolutely. But to get involved is something. Some people are watching. Yeah. Some people like to get involved. Exactly. You know, you do you yeah. and we're here for everyone. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Saturday the 26th, to summarize, you can bring your own garment. Zara yes. will have uh, an array of flash designs and bedazzlings. And you can spruce up your wardrobe, guys. Come get it. <laughs> That's going to be incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Is this the first time you're doing something like this? Yes. Oh my goodness. I remember last time we actually spoke about, I think one day if you had like your own space or something, just that kind of um, like mix and interconnectedness between like music and like different forms of art and like a place for people to come together. So I'm so excited that we can like bring a little bit of that Absolutely. to this event. Yeah, I feel like that is, it's incredible how that aligned to become the first step um, I know. of that dream. I swear yeah. we speak things into existence yes. on this podcast. Yeah. And that's I on mean, that. Yeah, that's the on that. <laughs> manifestation portal. These couches are the manifestation portal. This little setup right here. Yeah. yeah. And I know you specifically wanted to speak a little bit about the chain wear in your garments yes. and what that means, because that was something we really wanted to touch on last time and just didn't have the time. Yeah. Um. So if you want to get into that a little bit. Yes, a hundred percent. Um. So. I'm gonna backtrack like a lot. Do it. It's my history. It's another sip of wine. You um, do that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna do that too. Anonymous juice, although like anonymous juice. So, um, growing up, my um, my race was quite ambiguous, and I could never really explain to people what I was. Um, I grew up in Joburg, and that was around. 
my maternal family, um, and they're all Indian. Um, um, so it was kind of, I was raised in an Indian community, but I never really fit into the family because my father was coloured. And it was very apparent, I mean, even my parents getting married was a massive, massive deal. Um, and my family and my mom specifically spoke to me about that pain um, that she went through having to fight to marry a coloured man. Um, that wasn't as wealthy, um, especially given the hierarchy of like finance and where you come from and yeah. specific, specific groups um, and Indian subsects that exist in Joburg. Um, yeah, and that was quite difficult for me. I experienced quite a lot of um, really traumatic touch points. I mean, like, this is super personal, but I'm completely willing to share it. Um, but I had a really close family member actually um, call my dad back in colored um, while my mom was lying on a hospital bed because of a disagreement. Um, and obviously she was non-verbal at the time and I was 14. Um, listening to that family member speak to my father like that and then wondering to myself like what does this person that, I, that means so much to me and my family think of me? given that I am half of my father um, mm. and it was almost like that Indian centric side of my family was being so driven into me to kind of conform um, especially to their beauty ideals which is being like fair and super thin um, etc etc which I wasn't um, and then internally I wasn't able to understand what I was um, and I wasn't able to accept that I could fit in to that family. Um, and so I did a lot of work to reconnect with my paternal um, history because I loved hearing stories from my father about my grandfather um, and his history, like coming down from Cape Town and teaching martial arts um, and about our history in District 6 and our family history. And it was only when I visited Cape Town um, on holiday and I went to the District 6 Museum, like literally by chance, that I ran into a wall that is dedicated to my grand, my great-grandfather. Oh my word. Wow. Um, and there's like a whole section yeah. of like an old school like hair machine and everything. They started the first um, uh, coloured barber oh, wow. um, in South Africa. And my family still works there, my uncle, my old uncle, he still works there, it's in Woodstock. Um, and that was the first time I really like got to reconnect with that side of myself and feel pride in it. Mm -hmm. um, and actually understand the gravity of what that part of my family went through and how much of that was taken away from me. Um, having been brought up in an Indian community. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really, I made the moves to go and learn about what my family had been through. I also studied um, history um, for two years at BITS and it was my favourite degree, um, my favourite subject at university. I learned a lot about South African history and then I kind of put the pieces together that, um, cool, like I knew my dad was Cape Malay but I had no idea that these, this group of people that we always spoke about in history lectures um, that were brought down from um, Malaysia and Indonesia um, by the Dutch East Indian Company are actually my descendants. Mm. Um, and then learning about Bokap and about how 
um, all those really intellectual um, Muslims that were opposing the Dutch East Indian Company were brought over here as slaves and moved to Bokap because they were skilled laborers um, and how that all transmuted and transformed into what we have today. Um, <clears throat> I found that quite sad because as soon as I started reclaiming my identity as a Cape Malay, people, close friends of mine would laugh because they don't know what it is, they don't respect it as mm -hmm. an actual identity or yeah, and was that in Cape Town also in Joburg? Both. Both. I've experienced it mm -hmm. in both. More so Joburg. Yeah. They don't even know that um, the Cape Malay people exist. And it's like, like a history that's so close. Exactly. It's just like yeah. a... Yeah. Exactly. I mean, essentially, those slaves built Cape Town. Mm -hmm. They built the infrastructure. Um, they built the start of South Africa, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, that it quite it shocked me, and it's really saddened me to experience mm. that. I experience it till today, um, and also having to fight to be accepted within the coloured community itself, um, and experiencing the battle of not being enough to fit into any. You know. Yeah. Um, I also feel like most coloured women struggle with the fact that we don't either fit into black or white, um, and it's just kind of. Our community has been neglected um, and hasn't really hasn't very really, really been recognised. Um, and I've only been seeing it lately, superficially, in terms of media. Um, but I think, I mean, like the reason why a lot of coloured communities are infested with gangs, um, and infested with drugs, and are going through so much, no one is addressing that. Like, they're just like, oh, like, okay, don't go to. Um, Cape Flats because it's dangerous and the police won't even go into there but there's no social movement to change that which makes us feel even more unseen you know um, and yeah that's kind of where my inspiration came from and also visiting the castle and taking that turn seeing really what the slaves went through um, and especially being in a specific dark room where I saw how they were chained mm. um, and um, tortured essentially um, made me want to reclaim that for myself in a way. Um, and that's why I love Chainway so much. I think it's a symbol of power and a symbol of being able to protect yourself. Um, and I always felt that. The first time I wore like a big clunky chain um, and I was out here in Cape Town by myself, no family, no friends, walking from Woodstock, one area to, of Woodstock to another to get my job to my job with my mm. laptop. I always just felt so protective that like I could rip this chain off and if I need to protect myself I yeah. can. Um, and that power that I got in I mean not that I've ever done that. <laughs> PSA. Just on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> PSA, I've never done that. Um, but just the the safety that comes mm. from having a chain on my body is really what inspired how I work with chains and the designs that I create. Um, a lot of them are very like feminine, obviously mm. now I've kind of branched out, but essentially that's why I started doing chainwear and why Gender Strip does it. Um, and yeah, that's what that's the narrative that I'm trying to um, that I'm trying to get across in my chain way um, and something super, super, super close to my heart. Yeah, thank you for sharing that story with us and 
what with you earlier are like really happy for you that you've got to explore that part of your identity but I totally hear you on how it's still like really difficult and mm -hmm. I think it's also like a really beautiful like symbolic way to look at the chains um yeah and okay. how do you feel about I mean that's the connection that you like find in the chains and the meaning like you associated with but like seeing I don't know like white people mm -hmm. or I don't know people that I don't know I guess don't bear that same connection like wearing your clothing mm -hmm. with especially with like prominent chain wear yeah um, I think it's an interesting question, but to me, I think it's my um, expression that comes through in the art, um, and for me, that is it's my it's my expression, my weight to carry through the art, mm. um, and them wearing it is essentially I'm gonna celebrate that because you're wearing um, a piece that I've depicted my pain through, mm. um, and a piece that is so true and so central to my heart um i think any human being embodying that mm -hmm. as long as they're not racist <laughs> um yeah and i feel super proud that someone would support that argument um despite them knowing the backstory of it that i mean it doesn't really matter to me the fact for me is that i know what the backstory of it is yes. and i know what the mission of my brand is yeah um and yeah, I, I celebrate it, I think, yeah, absolutely everyone should be able to wear my chain away. Mm. I think it's just, it's, it would be lovely for people to understand the gravity behind it whilst they're wearing it. Yeah, and that's um, why I love, well, like, the fact that we are able to do this podcast or mm. do events like we're doing at the cafe, because, like, as people in the creative industry, especially like Akaya and Kaya with a K, <laughs> like we really value the people and the ethics and the meaning and the stories behind brands. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is just such a beautiful way to get to speak about it and share it with people that may never have known, you know, yes. like you pour so much of your heart into your work. Like it would just be, I don't know, it'd be like really sad, not like, it means so much more knowing, yes. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, and like, I, yeah. Oh, sorry, I think like, just as a tribute to your ancestors, like you just mentioned, like your rich connection, the tribute to the soil of Cape Town, mm -hmm. which is powerful. Like, so I think even just the ancestral, like putting back there, mm -hmm. it's powerful. And it's yes. like something you need to be proud of. And thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Thank you so much. And thank you for honestly giving me the space to be able to say this. Um, there aren't many spaces where you're able to talk so openly um, and freely about um, situations and you know what inspires your art and especially when it's something that's important. Um, and yeah, I think that's. That's why I always love working with you guys. <laughs> Thanks, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to chat a little bit more Ooh, bottle cap drop <laughs> um, about the flashes that you're designing for the event. Yes. Um, I 
piece. I don't know how much to, to give away and to not give away. Yeah, but nice. yeah, especially like where are you drawing inspiration from mm. at the moment? Mm, mm. Also as like a, a working girl with like a like a corporate mm. job, you know, like balancing that with genderless strip as yeah. well. I think, yeah, where yeah. you finding your creative inspiration, what's yes. happening? <laughs> so I think for me personally, it comes just through being in my element and drawing. But I take a lot of my inspiration from a lot of macabre art. I think I mentioned this in my in my previous podcast. Um, absolutely love macabre art. There's something about it that really makes me feel. Um, it makes me celebrate morality, uh, morality, mortality, a lot more, <laughs> and being alive. Two very um, different things. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> think, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but celebrate mortality and and. To kind of make um, make peace with death, um, essentially, mm. is something that I've always like wanted to do since I was little, and I've been more becoming more and more comfortable with it um, throughout growing as an artist, and that's also kind of what I express. Um, and yeah, so at the moment, I mean, forever, always, I love insects and I love animals in general. Um, so I draw quite a bit of my inspiration out of them. Um, along with anime, so I mean, I can definitely give away some. I'm definitely going to be doing some really interesting snake mm. designs. Ooh. I love snakes. I want to pet snakes. <laughs> My dad is well, like a almost professional snake catcher. What? And he will, yeah. So retired pilot, <laughs> now snake catcher. I love that for him. He lives like up the west coast now, and going into summer, my camera, like our WhatsApp camera, like thing is just filled with like these pictures of snakes. So like, honestly, like any time, mm. like. Um, I've got you a snake plug, man. <laughs> yeah, but my only thing is I'm a bit like hesitant about feeding them the mice. You know, I don't know how that's oh, going to yeah. You don't need to feed them the mice. I don't? Well, so basically, he doesn't have like any snakes. He just, if some it's in somebody's house and it's like unsafe, he will like move it to like a... Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we can work something out. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but I love snakes. <laughs> love, 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 yeah. love, love, love. I love like art of them. Like mm. I did like quite a big piece in high school, like of myself like with a snake but like I just the real thing for me mm, I don't know but I don't know like I love the energy <laughs> I love them I love them I saw yeah. my little brother to a reptile park the other day and he was going crazy over these snakes and I was fangirling more than yeah. I was like going up to the lady she's like looking after all these five year olds I'm like hey what's this one called yeah. <laughs> meet the kids just you and me to me I always get one tattooed on my body after I go through like something that's really broken my heart Aww. just to remind myself that I've been through it before yeah you know I mean? and then one day when I'm like completely like you know I'm Gucci now I'm gonna get them folded that's so cool um, that's very yeah. cool yeah so, 
What what's the cut? What are we at? <laughs> three. Okay. Three. I think that's not too bad. Yeah. I'm okay. really glad I didn't get the fourth one done. Okay, sure. was it not worth it? Okay, not worth it. But yeah, um, hmm. trying to think of what else. Maybe a scorpion or two. I'm working on one of those. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm also happy to if this is released, comment. Mm, I'll take a Definitely. Place. Well, I think we'll release it yeah next week before the event. Mm, yeah. Uh, we can maybe even yeah see push up the timeline. But yeah, comment. Mm. What you want? Flash. Yeah. Mm. Or even I guess you're open to doing custom stuff. I mean, it's always always yeah. open to doing custom stuff Which like in always. general. Yeah. Um, and then the bikinis. Are we just going into summer season? Is that the vibe? Yes, we're just going into summer season. I'm so excited about them. They're gonna be teeny tiny. <laughs> just <laughs> I like them, but with a bit of spice. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm very excited very, very to see fun. those. Yes. And then, so like at the moment, this is something I've been thinking, so in the cafe, the pieces that we have, I assume are mostly your old clothes that you've upcycled. Mm, so, yes, a lot of them are clothes that I've had, but also clothes that I've actually thrifted. Okay. Um, so I do look for special curated pieces that I specifically love. There's a pair of Roxy's in there that I want to keep for myself so badly. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know what? This is gonna just look. It's gonna be elevated. It's gonna look so incredible once I'm done. Um. So yeah, I have. I did. I do a lot of thrifting and finding a lot of research behind the pieces that I mm. decide to use to make sure that they kind of fit into the aesthetic. Um. But I am also very big on if I have a piece and it's lying there and it's definitely not going to be used, I need to work with the item mm -hmm. to figure out what's going to make it look best and yeah. work with the item not against it. Yes. Um, there's a really cool pair of little shorts in there and I was struggling with them, like I think I painted them black initially and then I was like, hmm, because they were a light wash, I'm not into light washes. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at like the pattern of it and I was like, this could turn cowboy. Mm -hmm. And then I just started like doing a little bit of painting here and there, and then it turned into something else <laughs> that I'm very, very proud of. <laughs> Amazing. I was wondering, because, so like just off the rack, some like more size inclusive items. Is that like something when you, so you obviously don't have a very big like just stock you work like off consignment and I know like a lot of the pieces you worked on specially so that we could have them in the cafe yeah. is that like something you're working towards like having a bigger um I don't know what you call it just like available Absolutely. you know off the rack definitely so I actually do have different sizes like that are lying there for me to work on yes um and that's definitely 100% something that my brand is committed to doing mm. Um, I think, yeah, the pieces that I got specifically for Kaya were just for Kaya. Yes. Um, and I'd love to kind of add on to that, probably in like the next month. Yeah. You guys have a piece <laughs> that I'm busy working on. Cool. Um, but yeah, 100%. I think it's not as easy to thrift things um, as sad as it is. Um, yeah, I think that's something that the thrift community honestly needs to address. Um, in finding things that are a bit more inclusive. Um, yeah, that's a shout out to like thrift stores, I guess, yeah. when you're like sourcing your like special, especially the like um, 
Yeah, like the like the special items, like whether it's the brand or yeah. like I don't know, like the like level of vintage, you yes. know. Because I guess there is like some stuff, but those like more unique items. Yeah. So do the thing. Yeah, shut up. But <laughs> also, um, when I do release my custom line, which is January. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'll announce it now. In January, okay, December, December slash January. Yeah. Um, I obviously will have an absolute range of sizes because I'll be cool. making that from scratch. So okay, it won't be a thing of me having to do a source. I will always do that, uh, the custom upcycles. Yes. Um, but I'm I'm incredibly excited for my handmade range again. All um upcycled and um dead stock fabrics, so completely sustainable. Um, but that is what I'm, what I'm most passionate about and what I'm working towards. So I'm really, really excited to drop that. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I think we'll need to wrap up fairly soon, but you, you guys were chatting before about Shine. Yeah, I was yes. actually wanted to know what's going yes. on with that. You yeah. mentioned something to me, so that's yet then. Yeah, I wanted to mention that, um, like, aside from my clothing, I know we touched on in the last podcast, um, me kind of getting more into the event space um, and yeah. um, into music um, and yeah I'm really excited but um, I'm going to be kicking off my DJ career with Shine, um, the event Woo-hoo. Shine Forever, super excited. Um, I'm actually going to be DJing, I'm going to be opening up the first set. Incredible. Um, at an event soon, so I'm really, really excited for that. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I have my birthday party coming up, which I'll be, um, yeah, basically working with them um, on the event for, uh, which I'm super excited for. It's going to be Hello Kitty themed, so it's going to be super cute. Ooh, I love um, yeah, and I'm going to be getting a little bit of training nice. and getting back into it, so I'm really excited Ooh. to kickstart that um with confidence and obviously with incredible support from um the shine team which is something i'm so looking forward to getting more into especially coming december next year um but yeah when you come to the event on the 26th of november you are having a musically educated playlist while you experience an immersive like art, I don't even know what to call it, just like food for the soul type of event. Come watch Zara do her magic, Um, like she said, you'll be working on a piece during the event. You can also bring your own items, have a a flash done and contribute to a little community piece. Mm. I'm also thinking of doing some um, live chain work. Oh, that would be super fun. Yeah, you don't even know. There are things you even know that are going to happen. Just come, great vibes. Yes. And I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up. And if you want to have like one last message to the people to end off, this is your, your moment. Go forth and be you. Oh, beautiful. Be you. Honestly, it's really tough out there, really even is. just to be you. Really it's actually is. even tougher to be it's you. It's 100%. Yeah, it's easier to, you know, yeah. put on a whatever and yeah. just move through life. But try connect to yourself, friends. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sending love to everyone. I think everyone's a bit tired. It's the end of the year. Things are emotional. I know on our side it's been hectic. So look after yourself. And see you next week. Bye. 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 Guys, such a